Good afternoon, good day, good evening, whatever the heck it is for you, lovely to be here and thank you for downloading, thank you for subscribing, um, wonderful to have so many people sending little bits of feedback to me, uh, you can reach me quite easily, very accessible, uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, at Trevor Long, Instagram, at Trevor Long AU and uh, just search Trevor Long on Facebook, you should find me there also. Um, a bunch to get through uh, on this show, a uh, bunch of calls as always. Um, the the focus of the show is is as much as anything else uh, the calls and your questions about technology and other things um, so keep those coming in and I'm trying to get to as many people as I can as quickly as I can as regularly as I can so um, I appreciate that I'm going to talk to Michael Tran who's the local um, managing director boss of Oppo uh, mobile phones um, amazing story really when you think about it I mean for those that have been with me for a very long time you'll know I've spoken to Michael a fair bit so um, yeah, lots going on, and, and I think it's really cool to chat, catch up with Michael uh, about where the brand is at and what they've got coming and how it's all coping. So all of that, uh, your calls, we're going to talk everything from uh, iRacing to Kia Picantos uh, on this episode of the EFTM podcast, which primarily, it's all about tech. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. Travel along's the world's best techie He's the kind of guy we picked on at school And it wasn't fair, but he don't care, he's cool take you to calls, I have to put out a warning, basically. I spend a lot of money buying crap on the internet. <laughs> now, my excuse for that is that I I once did a really fun, silly segment on um, on the Today Show uh, about rubbish you buy on the internet and how it's just that, mostly rubbish. Uh, so I keep buying little things, uh, and some of them are interesting, some of them rubbish, um, and I'll have a fun segment coming up. I suggest the, the next thing I want to tell you about, though, I'm, I'm probably going to do a video on this, if not today, then very, very soon. Uh, and look, hit me up, tweet me, email me, whatever you like, um, if, if this has been you. Scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, and you see an ad or a video... For a Rubik's cube, okay, Rubik's cube. This is not this is not any any Rubik's cube. You place the Rubik's cube down in a messed up fashion, and it solves itself. Okay, solved a solved Rubik's cube. Now the images that I was sold on were like little videos. Now they're just gifs in most cases, but they're little videos of the cube solving itself. No one's touching it. I just received it in the mail, and um, it, it it honestly, it couldn't be more rubbish. It's utter rubbish. Complete and utter rubbish. Um, little plastic package with no instructions, just said toys, toys, and some uh, a little tiny sticker on it. I don't know what it says. Probably says you've been sucked in, uh, and you've paid twenty three ninety nine. Uh, let me tell you what I paid. Uh, $29 US. Now, I can tell you right now, because my son, Jackson, is pretty good at solving Rubik's Cube. I've bought proper Rubik's Cubes for less than that. Anyway, this thing's been shipped to me. Uh, Magic Rubik's Cube. Now, there's two things about this. This is actually a Magic Rubik's Cube. But magic in the sense that it's used for magicians in magic tricks for illusions. It in no way, shape or form will solve itself. Now, I've not fully pulled it apart yet. But I can tell you, it's there's no engineering inside this. There's no buttons. There's no electronics. Nothing at all. What it is, though, is you've got what do you got? Four, six sides to a Rubik's cube, like a dice. Um, 
the sides, five of the sides are block coloured, you know, so there's all white, all blue, all yellow, all green, and the top is all orange. But the bottom side is a mixture of colours, yeah? So it's all, like, mixed up. You can't quite tell what it is. And so what happens is you show it as this kind of mixed up thing. And and then you do, like, two basic twists. Oh, now I've stuffed it up too. I don't know, here. Two basic twists to get it back to essentially normal, but one side is still very mucked up. And so that's the sh- side. You can show the camera and go, look, it's all mucked up. And then you throw it in the air, you catch it, and you display it as a completed Rubik's Cube. But you never show the bottom. That's the magic. I've just spoiled a magic trick for you. But the reason I'm telling you this, and the reason I'm spoiling a magic trick for you is because I need to tell you not to buy this. <sighs> I got suckered in pretty badly. But I could do very well on the Today Show. <laughs> Anyway, if you've bought something on the internet which is utter rubbish, tweet me, email me, Facebook me, something. Let me know because I love those products because um, I think they make for a fun segment. I think they're a bit of fun to talk about and we can all laugh at ourselves that way, okay? That's the plan. All right, let's get cracking with calls and then Michael Tran from Oppo. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Travel along with you and happy to take your calls at any time. Just go to the website, eftm.com, send me an email. That's what Adrian did. In fact, Adrian, you've sent a few. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Trevor. How are you, mate? What can I do for you? Yeah, look, oh, well, look, two things if I could. Um, first thing, I've got uh, Telstra cable um, internet to the house. Yep. And um, we've got, uh, you know, like a lot of houses, yeah, we've got all sorts of Wi-Fi things, um, devices hooked up and all that. So I've got Google Mesh with a couple of those little Google Mesh things yep. scattered throughout the house. Awesome. Um, so my cable modem is down one end of the house. It's quite a long house, um, and it's the modem is actually down towards the back of the house. Now, I've just recently put in one of those uh, video doorbells, ring video doorbells, yep. um, and one thing I'm finding is that, like, if the doorbell rings or if it detects motion, you know, I'll get an alert on my phone, which is great, but if I go in to view it, it, it either takes ages for it to load, if it does at all, or it's just really jerky and, and doesn't sort of come through properly. Now, I'm led to believe it's got to do with the upload speed of my internet. If you're not um, at home, um, it, it, can, it can be a real problem. So basically, cable internet's amazing for downloads. You get 100 meg downloads, yeah, but, yeah, but you yeah. get one up, yeah. maybe two. Um, yeah. Telstra did some work. Some people get five. Good on them. Fantastic. Yeah. But it's nothing like the MBN. So first yeah. and foremost question is, why do you not have the MBN yet? Well, I just well, I, mainly because of because uh, my I'd never really thought about and had to worry too much about upload speed before and totally or download speed. But you know, you have fantastic. to switch to the MBN at some point. That I cable, know. It, yeah. Yeah, I know. I do eventually. Um, and I was purposely hanging out because it's like, well, I'm really happy with the cable. Yeah, fair but, enough. Uh, Look, but so, so will I get better upload speed yes. on NBN? So basically, uh, it has kind of just changed, but the standard plan or the, the high plan now, the 100 speed, yep. it ha- now yep. has a 20 meg upload. Wow. If you play your game right and ring a couple of telcos, you might find one that will still sell you the, what they might call a grandfathered plan, an older plan, which is 40 meg yeah. upload. Right. So it's called 100 slash 40. So that's what I've got here at the office is 100 slash 40. But at home, I just upgraded to 250 slash 20. So I kind of went, you know what? We do use download more than upload at home. Um, But, you know, for those moments that I do want, you know, the video doorbell, the the live streaming Mm -hmm. and the cameras, the 20 is going to be fine. So Mm. basically, mate, I think you'll be fine on the 100 slash 20 plan. Um, okay. I, okay. I wouldn't recommend anything lower than that in terms of uploads when you're starting yeah, to do okay. what you're doing now. Because, mate, once you've got the taste for it, you're going to want yep. cameras. You're going to want you, you're going yeah. to do more that will use uploads. Yeah. So uh, I, I didn't realise that the broad uh, NBN could, uh, with the upload was that yeah. good. So, are you, well, you're probably are you, just changing mind about it. Are you <laughs> locked into a contract with Telstra, or what's your situation? No, no, no. I can go anytime. And mate, look, they may be the best value for you. So, first and foremost, ring Telstra and get. A price. What what are they offering yeah. in terms of NBN uh, rollover? What's the price going to yep. be? Then ring. Yep. Oh, my recommendation is Aussie Broadband. That's just who I've been with I've, for, forever. I've been. I've looked at them. Yeah, mate, they're excellent. Uh, their prices are competitive. They're not the best. They're competitive. 
Um, they have just unbelievable technical support, unbelievable sales support. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. I, I mean, I rang yeah, them yep. on a Saturday night to upgrade to the 250 plan. They told me to be two days before I got it, and by the time I got home from picking up the Thai food, it was it was upgraded. They're, they're excellent. Yeah, they really are. And, yeah, and they'll be able to tell you whether or not your address is on the footprint for those faster speeds. So oh, okay. even yep. fast, okay. like 250 or 1,000, like like some people are getting. Okay. Mate, yep. upgrade to the NBN. That's the best thing you can do for your technology yeah. at home right now. Yeah, I think you've just made me mind up. No, that's great. That's good. What was uh, the other thing? Can I, can I ask you just one other quick thing? Yeah. I've, uh, I'd, been, uh, I'd, I'd been a Mac user for a long time, yep. uh, computers and, and also the iPhone. Um, I recently moved my computer back to a Windows-based thing. Uh, my iPhone's coming out of contract in a couple of months, and I've been uh, looking at going back to like a uh, well, an Android phone. Yep. Um, and I'm just wondering. I mean, I've been looking around. There seems to be so many, you know, uh, different different ones, and I, I just just wondering whether you have an opinion, and if there's a particular Android phone that uh, you know is is better than the others. Mate, I'm, um, I'm kind of yeah. like you. I, I went back to the PC and I've, I've not regretted it. Um, mm. I'm really enjoying the PC. Uh, you know, there's a few things I miss about the Mac, no doubt, but um, not like it's, I mean, they're making me you know, want to run back. But phone-wise, um, the biggest challenge is it's a, it's, it is a similarly jarring experience. And because you'd used yep. Windows, it was kind of like bringing back a memory. But with a phone... Yep. Mate, this is from scratch. You're learning Android now. It's yeah, not, that's not yeah. to say you can't because it's excellent. But I yep. would probably opt for either the Google Pixel or uh, a Samsung. If you wanted to okay. go down a different path, Oppo have a very, um, I guess, changed. What they do is they change the Android operating system to operate very similarly to how <laughs> iOS works. So you might mm. find familiarity there, but it kind of doesn't really give you the full Android experience that that others mm. will. So. Uh, the other mm. thing I'd say to you is, mate, don't don't be suckered into buying that you know two thousand dollar phone. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind tip, dipping the toe in the water of a five hundred eight hundred dollar phone because you'll find they're bloody excellent. Yep. And and that money, mate, put that into something something awesome like some cool speakers for the house. Do you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's almost crazy to spend all that money on a phone when the the seven eight hundred dollar phones do a pretty darn good job. But bottom line. Don't be disappointed with a Pixel. Even if it was, if you want to look for value, maybe go for a Pixel 3a, which is the kind oh, of okay. sub last year version. I mean, it's not a four, but it mate, it's still an excellent, excellent phone. So, yeah. what what model iPhone have you got now? Uh, is it the 10s or right. XS or so you, whatever? They call yeah, it. so you got a pretty decent phone. You got a pretty decent camera. How much do you use the I'm, camera? No, the camera is not. No, nah, the camera is not a big thing. Yeah. All these things, things that cameras, it doesn't really, doesn't really um, pass me. Well, mate, honestly, Pixel Three A, because right. it's probably going to give you amazing value for money, and yep. Um, yep. it does have an excellent camera. Don't, there's no no yep. drama there. But yep. gee whiz, uh, the just the just the, kind of the cost saving um, would yeah, be yeah, a pretty yeah. okay. cool thing. If you look at it, it's six Pixel Three A at JB Hi-Fi right now, six hundred and forty nine dollars. Oh, really? And you own that outright. Okay. Done, yeah, finished, right. own that for three years, and then get another $600. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea. Right, I like mate. that. Good luck yeah, with that, Yeah, love the idea. Hey, how did you Good find you, the mate. podcast? Really? You said you've, uh, you've only just uh, found it and, only, and started I only listening. just stumbled across it, and I started listening to it in my car, um, and I love it. It's how fantastic. did you stumble I, across I, it? I'm always interested in that. Uh, I, don't, I, I think I saw... I, look, I, I hear you occasionally uh, if I'm in the car at the right time on the radio. Yep. And uh, and then I think I heard something just recently, and I thought, I've got to have a look. Oh, there was mention about the podcast, so Good I man. thought, you know what? And I've jumped on, on and had a look. And then, yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Love it. Thanks, mate. I appreciate you you're listening and uh, yeah. getting in touch, buddy. Good luck with all no that. No worries, Trevor. Thanks for your time, mate. Good man. Let us know how you go. And if you've got a question like Adrian, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. <laughs> Get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com. Any question you've got, happy to help. Um, all things technology, cars, whatever you like, and um, we'll get you on the show. G'day, Jim. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, uh, I'm hoping you can help me out here. Um, gotten rid of uh, Foxtel, yep. and basically we I went and picked up one of those fire, the Amazon Fire Sticks. Right. Why did you um, choose that? Uh, because it had a remote control. Right, kind uh, of yeah, made that's things a little bit easier. Okay. Um, and we we're on to Netflix now, and we have got the KO Sports happening too. But obviously, um, 
I didn't know this, but KO Sports is uh, is not the best to, to be running through the fire stick. Yeah, look, I've not done it. Um, so fire stick, for people that don't know, kind of, kind of like a Chromecast, just a little kind of stick that you put into the HDMI port, but it, it actually has on it um, Android. It has Android TV built into it, um, which is why you know you can have a little remote control as well. Um, and whereas a Chromecast is kind of a like a gateway, it's a, a Chromecast is really just a way of getting it into the TV from your mobile phone. So it's a bit of a different situation. So I haven't used a uh, Fire Stick for Ko, but my guess is like they don't support it as a device. Is that right? Yeah, they don't, it's not supported. Um, you, you can still play it, but the, the quality is not the best. All right. Is it quality as in it's pixelated or it's buffering? Um, I'd say a bit of both. Yeah, right. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's not the best. So um, so what else are you watching? You're watching Netflix? You're watching KO? Uh, anything else? KO. And the other thing, Trevor, is um, we were getting all this obviously through Foxtel. Um, yep. The other thing that we're kind of missing is the, is the free to air uh, channels. Um, where oh, you're we getting live. your free to air through Foxtel as well, mate. Plug an antenna in. <laughs> yeah, mate, we're in a bad it's area. Free to air. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. We're in a bad area, and I thought, well, maybe there's an app out there that we can we can run through. Um, oh, how uh, much free to air are you missing? I mean, this is the big question because there's obviously workarounds, but like, how much do you think you'd watch? I don't watch much at all, mate. But uh, my yeah. darling wife loves um, my darling wife loves uh, the bald and the beautiful, and you know. Oh, you're in big trouble. We're going to have issues. <laughs> um, so basically, whew, uh, I've not. I mean, I'm sitting here watching uh, Channel Nine's up on the screen in front of me, uh, as is Sky News, and I don't have a Foxtel box or an antenna here. Okay, I've just got internet. Right. So what I do is I I use the the Foxtel kind of now subscription, the the cheaper one, um, to get some of those you know pay TV channels. Not only because I want to watch Sky News most of the time, to be honest. Um, and I use the Nine Now app to watch Channel Nine. Now I'm assuming that um, the Bold and the Beautiful is available on uh, on Ten Play, which is the Channel Ten app. But again, your Fire Stick's going to be your issue. Oh, I I'm assuming I'm just going to Google it Ten Play on Apple TV. I actually think a better investment, and it's a, it's a more um, solid investment, is uh, is Apple TV. Um, so it's kind of a more robust box. Um, it has, um, you know, it has a remote too. That's, that's, a, that's an advantage. Um, and you know, there's a bunch of apps you can install, um, from all the streaming services. Once you, once you get rid of Foxtel, you start realizing how much money you're saving. You're like, oh, I might get binge as well. I might get, you know, whatever. You might flick between them. Um, but I'm just. I just have to say I haven't used it, so I'd want to check that first. I'm reading online. I don't know if I can absolutely guarantee that Ten Play will work on on an Apple TV. Worst case scenario, the wife's got a smartphone. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. So the first thing I do is hook her up with the Ten Play app to see whether she can watch The Bold and the Beautiful on the smartphone. Yeah. Right. Just straight okay, out yeah. of the box. Now she's going to say it's a tiny screen. Go on the big screen. Or oh, you like you remember my wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So all you're doing is is you're just confirming that you can watch it on a smartphone. And, mate, to be honest, after that, I'd probably... You don't even have to switch out the, the Fire Stick. Maybe it's just worth getting, getting a Chromecast as a secondary option, plug it into another HDMI. The Chromecast mm. is much more widely supported among streaming apps generally, let alone anything else. Um, and, you know, they're less than 100 bucks at, at JB Hi-Fi. So it, it's, it's definitely going to get you going. If you can get... Uh, bold and the beautiful on the smartphone, then you'll be able to Chromecast it, and that's going to be the answer to. Well, we just go like you said, we go the Apple um, TV and, and, just, and. I I I think that's the best solution, but I'm just I'm just need someone to confirm that. I'd I'd want because the first search when you Google Ten Play on an Apple TV, it says why won't Ten Play work on an Apple TV? <laughs> and mm. I'm wondering if it's because um, it, they're the original one, so you may need to make sure you get the. The, the latest Apple TV. So there's basically two types of Apple TV. There's the little thin one and there's the chunky fat one. They're the same um, width and depth, but they're one's taller than the other. Um, they're, they're the ones, the, the big ones are the ones that I think will support uh, 10 Play. I don't think right, 10 Play yeah. will still work on the original Apple TV. So don't go for the cheap-ass Apple TV. Your wife will be kicking you. 
No worries, mate. All right, that's um, yeah. I'll look into that. Thanks, Trevor. Th- once you got the Apple TV, mate, you click on buttons. You got every. You got all the streaming services. You got all the free to airs. You got ABC, Channel Nine, Channel Ten. They're all there. Plus, you can have a bunch of other apps as well. So, and she can rent and buy movies as well. So, there's a lot. And, we, and we can um, we can, that's supported um through Ko. We can we can watch yeah, Ko. Ko, mate, Ko is excellent on the Apple TV. You can bring up split screen and a bunch of different things. Yeah. Okay, as long as we can get the Netflix, the KO, and, and the free to air, that's fantastic. Yep, that's All right. All right, mate. Good luck. Thank you very much for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Good on you, mate. And if you've got a tech question like Jim, uh, go to the website, eftm.com. Now, any rev heads listening will know that uh, the V8 Supercar E Series uh, has been running on a platform called iRacing. Uh, and it's pretty amazing. Like, the graphics are amazing. The tracks are awesome. It really does look brilliant, and they've done a great job. And it got me into it. I downloaded it. I've been trying it a bit. I'm not very good at it at all. I think you need many, many hours of, of practice. I just don't have those many, many hours. But I also had this kind of this love for the, the retro liveries those the, the actual supercar teams do every year at kind of Sandown and the like. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that again this year, but... I found a guy online um, who just goes by the name Mahone Design. I believe he's in Virginia, in America. I don't know. I just tweeted him. And I said, could you make me a custom design? He said, sure. Crazy cheap money. I paid him way more than he asked because it was silly. I don't know why. I don't know how he's costing himself. But anyway, I wanted to build a retro livery of the Lansvale Smash Repairs touring car from the early 90s. Now... Long story short, I actually went to school with Trevor Ashby's son. Uh, Grant Ashby was my best mate in year kind of five and six before I moved to the country. So I was I was kind of very closely um, followed the um, the the team, Lansvale Smash Repairs team, and so he made this guy Mahone designed the Lansvale Smash Repairs supercar, the modern day version. All the logos, everything. It's brilliant. And then I said, can we do an alternate version with the EFTM logos? All that. Oh, it looks sick. Now, I want to know, if anyone uses iRacing, I would love you to use this design. I've actually made it available on um, a website called Trading Paints, which is all about trading paint schemes for your iRacing car. It only works on the ZB Holden V8 supercar, Um, but I'd love you to use it. I'd love to see photos of you using it with your number on it, your name, um, at different tracks. The Lanzar Smash Repairs car is also there, available to download and install. Um, So, yeah, have have a go at that. It, it, oh man, it just looks great. If you haven't seen it on my Instagram, um, I've written a full story to EFTM.com about the Lansvale car and how I think we should have a, a Legends race in the iRacing. But if you haven't seen the photos, um, go to my Instagram, at TrevorLongAU, and uh, you should be able to see the in the stories um, the EFTM car. It looks an absolute cracker. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Well, the longest-term listeners will remember my next guest uh, from several appearances on on the Your Tech Life podcast over the years, uh, both here on the phone and and, uh, globally as we've globe-trotted the world looking at new products, new phones and and the like. Um, And there's uh, there's been so much going on in the world of mobile phones that uh, I thought it was an opportune time to talk to Michael Tran, who is the Australian head of OPPO. Did I pronounce that correctly, Michael? <laughs> you did, Trevor. <laughs> it still hasn't stuck with me. I remember you telling me that Oppo was pronounced Oppo. Um, I think someone might have said, just think GoPro, and that's Oppo. Uh, that's how you kind of say it. But <laughs> it still it. hasn't rung true with me as, as something I can say with ease. But uh, but still, that's, that's, we'll the, get you there. that's the smallest <laughs> problem. I mean, you're doing very well. I mean, it's amazing to think about this, this company, this brand in the – relatively short space of time that you've been operating in Australia, although outside of the the big two, you'd have to say you're probably one of the longest stayers in in the market now. Yeah, definitely. I I remember the first time we launched in Australia all those years ago, it was quite daunting and uh, a little bit scary as well, Mm -hmm. being a new brand in the market. Uh, there were legacy brands in in here already and established, and then there were the big two, and then there was just me, this little guy, trying to 
um, make our way and just sell some phones. But um, over the years, we've just done some amazing things. And I'm so happy that our product has really resonated with Australian consumers and um, looking forward to Australians getting their hands on the latest products. Can we just talk about you for a moment before we talk about the brand and the products? Yeah, um, for sure. Because that is a great, it's, it's, it's an unbelievably great story and one I haven't followed closely enough because I was essentially shocked to see Michael Tran um, up on stage globally uh, making product announcements. This is the kind of thing that when we go to these big shows and you know they wheel <laughs> out someone, you think, oh, who's that guy? Who's that lady? Whatever it is. But here you were, you know, globally. This is a global role you now hold. Yeah, correct. Um, it wasn't something that I was looking for, but just sort of uh, fell into my lap, I guess is, is how I would say it. Um, such an amazing opportunity and really grateful for the Oppo family of believing in me and giving me this opportunity to go out and represent us as a business. But yeah, working locally at the MD and then um, being on stage, um, you know, I don't know if you watched the, the whole speech, but I, I tried to give some Australian references because yes. I feel that it's really important that um, I am Australian and we, um, I, I throw some Australian things into the, my speeches and things like that. So, I mean, when Oppo, Oppo first launched, uh, <laughs> you know, we were talking, uh, we were talking at not, not even mid-tier. I mean, mid-tier didn't exist back then. I feel like it was no, it didn't. Really, you know, twelve hundred was an iPhone. Um, you know, and there was obviously ninety-nine dollar phones. You create, you essentially created, especially in retail, because I remember one of the biggest events you had was in Melbourne when you, you know, kind of cracked it for JB. But getting into retail, selling people outright handsets in the you know, 200, 300, 400, 500 old price point. That was the critical point, really. That's the market that, that grew you to where you are today. Yeah, 100%. I think when we first entered the market, um, I had a lot of challenges. Um, you know, having the discussion with all the retail partners, uh, looking at the way the other brands that also entered the market, they entered really in at that prepaid entry-level price point and built their brand up. But for us as a brand, um, I was really adamant that, you know, we wanted to be positioned as premium without the price tag. And we looked at that mid-tier and, and saw opportunity and we just continued to grow our brand there. We still play with I would say that we're still very strong in that mid-tier price point. Uh, and now we're looking into that $1,000 plus price point with our new Find series. But um, it, it took some time and um, I'm grateful for all uh, the Australian consumers and even the media rallying behind us. Uh, you know, you guys didn't have to really um, take notice of us or really believe that we were going to make it. Uh, but it's really with your support and, and all the Australian consumers getting behind us, it's really helped us grow. Well, I think what matters, Michael, isn't really how much effort you and I put in uh, to anything. It's It's got to be followed through at the product level, right? And mm. I think that without any question that is why you are able to maintain your space right now so if i look at and i've got in my hand the latest find x2 pro and i somewhere here i've got the find x2 neo um (laughs) you know there's a lot of oppo phones here for me to play with but they are premium high quality there is there is no compromise here just out in the hand out of the box plus the box i mean it's a silly thing but packaging (laughs) display these things are all very important to people when they are essentially and i'm assuming a large part of your market is actually upfront shelled out i own this phone not on contract and you want to get that value yeah, exactly. I remember when we first launched as well, um, getting accessories out into the market was really difficult. Yep. And one of the things that we faced when we launched was people were saying to me, oh, um, we don't have uh, cases and um, covers for the phone. So what we decided to do was put one in the box. But we truly, you know, you nailed it in the head, on the head in terms of the product. We live and die by the product design, yeah. um, the features, the specs, and it's really showcasing our capabilities as a company to really um, resonate with consumers, especially like, you know, you talked about the screen. We have the world's fastest charging and safest technology with VOOC. Um, We're always pushing those boundaries to become an innovative company. Even when we launched, we've launched things such as uh, the first rotating camera phone. We had the pop-up phone in the Find X. We had the world's thinnest phone in the R15. It's just an evolution to see how our business has transformed over the years and, and really continue to push forward. It's fascinating to look at the product range over the years, though, isn't it, when you when you think about those yeah. incremental innovations as well as those standout ones. And I think cameras have been a big thing for you guys. Uh, as mm-hmm. I remember the, the, the swivel around one, um, <laughs> you know, pop-up, slide-up. There's, there's been a few iterations of it. But interestingly, it's not like you say, 
you know what, pop-up's the only thing we do now because you've got to accept that a lot of people don't want or, under, or maybe they don't understand that. And so you look at the Find X2, for example, and you're talking about a product that just, you know, has all the features that people might be looking for on spec. And I guess mm. that's, is that the critical thing here that you're able to say on spec for those that drill into the, you know, megapixels and whatnot, you're able to match it head for head and then you're able to add design and price alongside yeah. those things. Correct. Um, yeah, it, it's also getting feedback from the customers on what they want. Uh, I, I believe that in terms of the product design and development, we listen to the, the consumers a lot and we want to make products that will resonate with customers and also that customers actually do want to use. Um, and yeah, having chats with just everyday Australians as well, I, I get feedback and, you know, having this global role, I'm always feeding back to the team about product design and even the software, which is so important. Yep. And I think I was just going to say about that, actually, the software, I was talking to someone <laughs> not long ago and we're talking about the move from, say, uh, an iPhone to an Android phone, uh, the move from not having a smartphone into a smartphone. There is some, some serious effort being put into what you call Color OS, which is a the layer that you mm. put into your phones that, that makes it, frankly, easier for the average person. And that's the critical thing here, isn't it, Michael? You, you and I deal with people who are nerdy as all heck and can tell you what version of Android is, is what <laughs> just by looking at it. But yep. <laughs> actually, my mum, if I'm to give her her first smartphone, and yeah, no, she doesn't have a smartphone yet, my mum's going to want something simple. And, and I think you need to make it um, user-friendly as as a, an immediate port of call. A hundred percent. When I worked at Oppo in China internationally, I remember when ColorOS was being developed and we actually had um, users from all around the world giving us feedback. And if you look at the old devices that we have um, back then in the settings page, we would thank all these people that were giving feedback on what we should do and even with translations of the of the software. And it, it truly is a development that we've continued to finesse over a period of time by continuing to listen to consumers and really think about how can we try and make the lives of our users a little bit easier or or think about functions that will help them on the on the overall product offering i mean obviously it's important to have the the fine series the flagship series for yourself because I think it, it, it sets a, a, a higher benchmark for people so they realise that this is something to aspire to. Plus, you don't just 100%. cheap products. But what, how important is it in the actual retail market? Like, I, my guess, my assumption is that the bulk of your sales are coming in that kind of 549 range, you know, where the, where the Reno sits or something like that. And it's still, you know, an aspirational thing even for your, even for your own customers to, to spend that 1599 or the 999 on the, on the Neo. Yeah, well, that that um, what you said is a hundred percent correct. Um, we've been focusing on the Reno series and the A series of the last few years, and you know, with the Reno series, it's always about the photography and mobile entertainment tool or mobile entertainment and then the a series is combining stunning design photography and powerful performance um the track i guess the entry-level users but for us it's always you know I, I believe that this year is our first year into that high premium price point and we want to really give the other two some competition by showing consumers there are alternatives out there so what's 2020 been like? It's been hugely disruptive, oh, obviously. <laughs> say um, that again. <laughs> you know, uh, we we didn't see um, Mobile World Congress. Uh, you, you chose to do a global online launch. Um, you know, we've got products in hand finally. It, it's it's it, it must have just thrown everything completely upside down, both supply chain, announcement, and also retail. I'm assuming it's just been a bit tough to actually crack it for people, you know, shelling out for a new phone. Yeah, it's just been, um, even when we were launching this product uh, in, let's say, before MWC, we were, I remember the week before we had to do the launch, um, we were umming and ahhing, should this go ahead, uh, are we going to cancel it? And then we decided to cancel and just do an online launch. But it really has, um, the impact of uh, what's going on is just really once in a century event that has impacted almost every industry and businesses across the globe uh, in one way or another. And we've just had to learn to adapt in terms of supply chain, um, getting the products to Australia as well, and also working with our retail partners so that we can ensure that we have enough products uh, in the market and still sell to consumers. And I guess there's some confidence though going forward because we are, 
you know, moving towards the other side of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And yep. you've got, I'm assuming, not just the great products of today, but you've got a fairly good roadmap going forward. So there's confidence for the company? Definitely, 100%. Uh, I'm looking forward to even, we've already made our announcement of uh, our IoT products and our watches and our wearables, headphones. You know, we're, we're looking at bringing those to market in the near future. And um, it's we've got a bright future ahead of us. It's just during this period now, it, it is what it is. And it's just coming out of uh, the other end, which is what you just said. Is competition at the retail level um, harder now than it ever has been? Um, there's a lot, oh, it's a been... lot of people pushing. If you go to the JB website, for example, <laughs> there's a lot of people in that mid-tier price bracket banging out for, for customer dollars. Yeah, definitely. It, it's it's quite challenging, but you know I'm very positive on our product offering. Um, again, we're really concentrating on uh, what consumers want and offering them the best product at the best price and uh, you know, we've won the Cancel Award three years in a row um, for most uh, satisfied consumer. And then, we, yeah, I think that for us as a brand, we're confident with what we're offering our customers today. Well, I'm going to spend some time um, over the next week with both the pro and the EO <laughs> and, and fully understand what their market place is. It's a, a daring move for, for Oppo to be at the $1,600 price point. Um, but, you know, the, the out of the box, it seems a very compelling offer. It's just a, a matter of maybe it's that whole, you know, people wanting to have a bit of uniqueness in their lives, you know. Uh, it's not the, it's not great to have the same thing as everyone else. Maybe you just want to have something different as a talking point, let alone just to be different. Maybe Maybe that's a selling point is just be different at that price point. Yeah, definitely. Even if you look at the uh, the color of the device we brought out for the Finex Super, we have that vegan leather orange, which is very uh, much a, a very standout color, and it's just uh, making yourself look different. Michael, congratulations on what you've done with the brand here in Australia, and and just on a personal note, because because you and I personally haven't spoken since, but you know, <laughs> and this is a bit a bit inside baseball, but people know that you know this is hard. It's a hard gig flying around the world, <laughs> going to different events. <laughs> it but, is. And one of the things that Oppo did was because you had such confidence, I think, in the Find X2 Pro, um, was you invited a lot of media to Mobile World Congress and very early on the stage. So I was I was booked to travel with you. I was in San Francisco um, with Samsung. I think when a Mobile World Congress was cancelled um, and you know I had other plans in Barcelona we were trying to make happen with Daniel Ricciardo and your, you personally and your team were unbelievably supportive of uh, me continuing to do whatever I chose to do uh, you know keeping the flights open keeping me, me going over there if, if I needed to I didn't need to in the end but just doing that meant a lot to me and, and it showed me, uh, you know, you as a man and, and, and what you were committed to and I appreciate that. Um, so oh, thank you, Trevor. But I, I, like I said, um, I do that for anyone. I think it's just the way we as a company work and it's ingrained in me as well. And, you know, it's it's been kind to the people that have um, helped us grow over the last few years. And, yeah, thank you to you and, and everyone in the industry. And I think the uh, the customers uh, are, the, are the end point of that and they are the people that, <laughs> that are most likely to be well, and hopefully they're the people um, who've had a great experience with a an Oppo phone at some price point, and look at the the Find X2 or others and go, actually, you know, oh, next one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, uh, great to chat, and we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. All right, thanks, Trevor. EFTM is the name of the website, name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. You can get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, EFTM.com, as Scott did. G'day, Scott. G'day, Trevor. Mate, uh, you emailed me uh, very early in the reincarnation, reincarnation of the show. It's taken me a while to get back to you, but that's your fault because you didn't answer the phone. What uh, right. What's going on in your tech world? Uh, well, um, I did send you an email about uh, using Sonos. Now, I had a friend come to me and ask me, I have Sonos through my house and Bose. And so you, they said, sorry, what can we so do? So you've got Sonos and Bose? Or? I've got Sonos and Bose. So I have the, the Bose set up in the lounge room yep. that I have, uh, and I run the Sonos app through the Bose and have it connected to the rest of the house. So whether it be by the pool, the shed, the lounge room, kids' rooms, whatever, yeah, and they all out. have the app. Help me out. So you've got a Bose... System in the Bose system in the lounge room. Yep. And and does it get music from the Sonos app? Yes. Yep. How yep. does it do that? Like a bridge or something? So, yes, with the bridge. Uh-huh. So I have I have three amplifiers. Yes. So one in the lounge room, one in the shed, one in the laundry that controls the pool, and uh, and then the bridge, and so off. So I can control 
each separate rooms, whatever. So is that um, because you had a Bose system before you then went Sonos, or because it seems a uh, it was a actually that way of doing doing the whole thing? Uh, I set this up probably about five years ago, maybe it'd be actually maybe seven years ago now, um, through the oh. local dealer in Geelong. Yeah, okay. And he he suggested we should do it this way. Okay. So, um, and and since of course it's just grown and now I think that app is I think the Sonos app is just updated. Ah, uh, look, I don't know if it's available yet, but the S two app I've been using for the last couple of weeks on the on the Arc I've been reviewing. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's it's very nice, but uh, it's it's it, still it's still a very different experience to me as a non regular Sonos user. But um, yeah, it's, it's amazing what you can bring in. You know, all the different music services and stuff. That's right. Well, I, I'm still using the Sonos. So I can still out. I can still use the Sonos app, sit out in my shed, and have my telly out there and whatever. And uh, so it's still working. Cause I said to the kids right. and the wife, "Don't update the app just yet because <laughs> of everything else that's going on." So, um, uh, uh, Jude, uh, what, uh, whatever they're doing, what was it? Yeah. Uh, so what, the, the upgrade. What I would do is I. I'm just trying to think if there's a. There's a simple website. Um, Sonos S2 compatibility is what I would search. S2 being right. that's kind of their their name for the second generation of hardware and software, right? Now, yes. I've just Googled literally uh, Sonos S2 compatibility, and it's a really great this – this is absolutely the page I've seen a million times before. It says not S2 compatible and S2 compatible. So right. not S2 compatible, the bridge. Which, yes, which, that's from right. From my memory, is that little white thing, isn't it? Little white square that's, box. That's correct. Which I have connected up yeah, to. So, mate, actually, I have it going through the Orbi. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you're you you have to stick with Gen Gen One. Yes. Yeah. So that was the problem. But the other thing I had was uh, I wanted to know uh, for this shop and my my friend's hairdressers, she wanted to run uh, speakers at the front, speaker at the back, and yep. I wasn't sure if I could use a Move or two plays. I ended up using two plays. Well, so I was going to say, you know, play a play is made to sit in sit in a spot. A move is, yeah. as it's as named, meant to move around. It's meant to be, you know, pick it up, take it out the back kind of thing. Um, yes. So I, I I would have gone with two plays. Seems like a logical solution. The other thing about that is you can set them up as left and right if you wanted to. You wouldn't do that in a shop situation when they're kind of just trying to fill the room. But like I've yeah. got I've got two. Oh, they're just called ones. I'm trying to remember what they're called now. They're, I think they're just called ones, you know, uh, the Sonos One, um, which is the little tiny, tiny kind of square thing. Um, so I've got two of those set up as a left and a right rear. Okay. And the Sonos Arc, the soundbar, as the the front, left and right and centre. So it's right. genuine, genuine five point one because I've got the Sonos Sub, which by the way is an enormous bit of kit. Have you ever seen one of those? Yes, oh, I have. Yes, yeah, it's a thousand yes, bucks yeah. and very heavy. Like wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, it's uh, the, my favourite thing about Sonos is you can say, you know what, these two, I I used to have two of the old original Play Fives, big kind of things. I have a yeah, still have a Play Five, and then I'd have two of them and it left and right. So it's just yep. like that's left and that, and that's I mean that's some serious investment in left and right speakers. But we used to spend that kind of money on speakers back in the day. People would buy really expensive amplifiers, really expensive speakers, and yep. I feel like people think that it's this this new way of gouging money out of people selling Bose and bloody Sonos and all this. But actually, speakers have always been a big investment, don't you reckon? Oh, certainly. I, I many years ago I had the uh, Bose three hundred ones. The um, yeah, quite a large speaker system which I bought. Geez, I reckon I've had them nearly 15, 20 years now. Yeah, right. And they're still, and I have them going in my shed still, just which, hooked up to which, the Sonos amp. Which is also <laughs> why the controversy around the S two. So you've got yeah. a Play Five Gen One, I'm assuming. Um, yes. It's now, it's now stuck in its current form. You can't, you can't buy a Sonos Arc, the new soundbar, and and have it integrate with that Play Five. No, that's right. Yeah, it's just a, you know, that's the thing. You need you, you, those speakers would need to be brought up to date or traded in or whatever you want to do. So that is a bit yeah. of a downside. But you know, if you love your audio that much, it's probably worth trading in or, or palming them off to a friend and you know letting them have them or whatever. But that's a, it's yeah. an epic system, and I'm still fascinated by your Bose Sonos combination. But hey, if it works for you, go for it. Well, it, it purely just that. Uh we use the Bose system just in the lounge room by itself with the with the amp, but yep. it's only if we want to um, so that's play, the only place sit in the lounge room. Everything else is Sonos speakers, 
And then you've got the bridge in there, which which allows you to use the Bose system. That's right. Yes, so the bridge. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's purely, and if you want to listen to uh, music through Spotify, through the Bose system in the lounge room, you can still use it through the app, but you can't control the music through the app. You can, you still only control it through the app, uh, oh, through the okay. through the Bose remote. But you can still have your Spotify sit in the lounge room and just have music, and um, and you got to use the TV to flick it through. So it's yeah. a, it's a bit of a whole system to go through. But you know, five six years ago, it was oh yeah, oh, that's better than what I had. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, I mean, and it's, yeah. And, today, but, they, given they didn't have soundbars back then, so there, there was no. Um, there was no Sonos system for, for lounge rooms, really, or for, for TV rooms. It was more just for, yes. for, for the yes, lounge. Right. And so today, that same installer retailer would probably say, get an arc, get a sub, get two rears, and then get yes. speakers for the whole house. I mean, it'd just be, it, it should be 100% Sonos, and that's that's obviously where they're at. Fascinating. That's right, yeah. All right, well, thank you for reaching out, mate, and um, I'm glad it's going well. It's glad it's sounding well. I hope the hairdresser's sounding good too. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Trevor, and uh, enjoying the uh, the shows and everything. Really good. Good on you, mate. I appreciate getting in touch. Good on you, Trev. Thank you. And if you've got a question, uh, just like Scott, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. Get in touch if you've got a question about technology. Eftm.com is the website. Uh, Wayne's on the line. G'day, Wayne. Uh, G'day. What can I do for you, buddy? Um, I was just wondering with the I have the I go to bed early as a truck driver right. and I just want to police the internet for the kids. So yeah. is there something that is not an app based thing where I've got to pay a subscription every week, but say like a modem or a router that I can actually connect the kids' devices up and then the times I can actually set times that it, yeah. it works for them. Mate, you're you, no matter what you buy, there is a subscription inherently involved. So just uh, okay. to be clear, like the my best. Uh, advice to you. So there's two really out there. One is called Family Zone. It's pretty yep. bloody good. It's well respected. Um, and, but don't get the subscription. Don't get the app. Get the box because it plugs. Oh, okay. in, get, it plugs into your network and covers everything that's happening at home, not just what's on their device. The other yep. one, which is my preference, not just because they're an advertiser, but just because I've played with it and I think it is a, a pretty out of the box easy solution. It's called the Trend Micro Home Network Security. Now, oh, cool. it's one box, I think, off the top of my head, 300 bucks, and, yep. and what it is, out of the box, and that's two years or one year of subscription included, and you'll probably pay 100 bucks a year after that. But, mate, every device in the house. So if you switch off all their mobile phones and, the, and they yep. turn on the TV, you can disable yep. YouTube on the TV after 8 o'clock at night, for example. Oh, oh, excellent. Yes, exactly what I want. So that's the winner, mate. Trend Micro... Trend Micro, Home Network Security. I think Harvey's have got it, probably Davies as well, but certainly Harvey's have got it. But if you have any trouble finding it, just get in touch, mate, and I'll make sure you're looked after. Oh, thank you very much, Trevor. That's awesome. Good on you, buddy. Enjoy the day. Drive safely, thank- my man. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, Wayne's a truckie out there on the road, so stay safe on the roads, everyone. And uh, if you've got a question about tech, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. I'll tell you a feature that I won't accept as not being standard on cars in 2025, five years from now, that's a long time, wireless Apple CarPlay. I'll tell you why. Because Kia have got it on the Picanto. Now... Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, I love them. They're excellent. You plug a smartphone in on the infotainment of your car. You get your maps. You get your um, you get messages read out to you. You get some apps, you know, audio control apps like Radio App, even the Major League Baseball you can use. It's a whole bunch of things you can do. Um, and it's safe, and it's a great way to use your smartphone features safely in a car. Um, but you've got to plug it in every time. And, and one of the crossover problems with that is you plug in your phone, and then if your phone has a wireless charger, you can't use it. Because if your phone's plugged in, it's already charging, so there's no need for the wireless charger. In a in a high-end BMW or Audi, you get wireless Apple CarPlay. Now, what that means is the, f- you, the first time you use the car, you pair your phone with Bluetooth, your phone communicates and goes, bloop, 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 doom, and it just comes up wirelessly with CarPlay on your infotainment screen. Now, it's it's remarkable, it's brilliant, and it was only available, as best I could tell, in Audis and, and um BMWs. Kia announced that the new Picanto, which will be available in a month or so, will have wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto when it comes. That, that That's a $20,000 car. That's the, that's one of the cheapest cars on the road. 
with wireless Apple CarPlay. Now, anyone of you driving along thinking, oh, I love Apple CarPlay, now you're thinking, geez, I want wireless. Trust me, if it's not in your next car, don't buy it. So we just bought a brand new Kia Carnival. Great car, doesn't have wireless Apple CarPlay. But my point is that in five or six years, if we replace that car with another Kia Carnival or, or similar, hopefully the kids have moved out of home by then. No, I'm joking. Um, long time before that happens. Um, it, it, the next generation absolutely should and will, in fact, have wireless Apple CarPlay. Um, that's, it's um, unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, it's excellent. It works really well. And hopefully we'll see it in a whole range of cars in the very, very near future. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, or you want to have a chat about some form of technology you've heard all about, uh, just jump on the website, eftm.com, and you can uh, ask me a question. I'll get in touch. Bozena, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Very well. What can I do for you? Yeah, uh, I would like, if you could please explain to me, because I'm new to streaming, and uh, I would like to uh, get uh, you know start streaming. And I hear about uh, the binge on your uh, podcast on ESTM, uh, and uh, I'm really interested. But uh, I just don't really know which way to go, yep. and uh, because I'm really beginner, and uh, you know, and what would be the difference? What's the difference streaming and casting? What um what do you have at home? What what have you got television wise and technology wise? Tablets and and phones. And uh, yeah, uh, I've got a, uh, I've got the smart TV about five years old. What brand? Um, um Samsung. Okay. And um, yeah, well, I've uh, networked it to I've connected to Telstra. Yep. So the and, the TV uh, the TV is connected to the internet, is it? Yes. Yes. Have you have you ever clicked the Netflix button? Opened up the Netflix app? Yeah, there is a Netflix on it, but I, I never used it. So that's where to start. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, there are many many services. There is Binge. There is Ko. There is Stan. There is Netflix. There is Amazon. There is Disney. Mm-hmm. We could go on. But I think the first thing you want to do is just fully understand what it is that you're signing up to. So I would recommend that you simply click that Netflix button. And go. Uh-huh. It's, it's quite a painful process, I won't lie, the first time you do it because you've got to use the remote control using arrows to type on a keyboard. It's, it's painful, but you'll get there. Just give it time. And basically, you need to create an account. Now, once, once uh-huh. you've created an account, it'll ask you for a credit card. It'll, it'll ask you for a password and all those things. But once you've created the account, you can then sign in on that TV you can create the account on a computer or a tablet if you want. If you want to make it easier, just go to Netflix.com. Mm-hmm. And once you've done that, log into the TV, and basically what you've got is like an old video store. Remember the days when we'd uh-huh. go to the video store and there'd be your new releases there, there'd be um, horror movies over there, there'd be comedies over there. It's kind of like the virtual video store. There, there's some things that are listed as as documentaries. Some are listed as uh, uh, you know things that you might like because you watch this and, and that kind of stuff. Basically, it's a video store, and you click play, and if you don't like it, you press stop. And then Bozena, when you realise how much you love all this, you know, content, that's when you say to yourself, "What else can I have?" And you, and you'll think about whether or not Stan or binge would be for you and the challenge you'll have in the future is that tv probably can't be upgraded with any extra apps so if it doesn't have stan on it now it probably won't get stan in the next few years so that's the point where i'd say maybe look at getting an apple tv or a telstra tv you ring telstra and say can i have a telstra tv it's a little box that you simply plug into the back of your tv and it's got its own remote control and that's how you access Stan and Netflix and KO and all these other ones going forward. So, yeah, my advice is to give it a try, Bozena. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you very much for this. Uh, uh, so, so, yeah, first I have to, uh, you know, create a Create an account. On, on, you're on your computer if you like. Go to Netflix.com, create an account and then press that mm-hmm. Netflix button on your TV, sign in. And I'm trying to think of which show I should recommend to you, but um, maybe not Tiger King. <laughs> but you'll find plenty of shows there that uh, that will appeal to you. So have a watch and enjoy, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Good on you. And if you've got a question, doesn't matter what it is, uh, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. This is the 
Podcast. Got a question about technology, anything happening in the world of tech, uh, jump on the line, send us an email, eftm.com, as Greg did. G'day, Greg. How are you? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, looking at uh, buying a doorbell with a camera in. Yep. Uh, just want to know, you know, a good one to buy. Mate, have you, got, have, you, have you got anything smart at this point, cameras or uh, speakers or anything that, that are already kind of getting you started on that smart race, or are you just is this your first cool thing? Oh, no, I've got uh, well, you know, Wi-Fi speakers and internet radio and all that stuff. But, okay, but uh, you don't have anything security-wise that would integrate. I'm just asking that question because I think the ecosystem is critical. So, for example, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had a ring doorbell. Um, and I've had an Arlo doorbell, and the reason I now prefer the Arlo is because I've got oh, bloody Arlo cameras everywhere. So it kind of, I can trigger them. So, you know, when the doorbell rings, make sure you record the front door camera, and, you know, it all happens in one app. Uh, just It's just easier, basically. Um, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, so yeah. look, are you going to, do you think you'll expand? Do you think you'll put cameras and things in as well? Um. <laughs> I don't really know yeah. at this stage. Maybe once you get this 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 thing in, you'll be like, "Oh, this is awesome! I need to get this action happening." So, and yeah. do you have a current doorbell, like a, a hardwired one, or do you have nothing? No, no, no. Just a just a wireless one that you plug into the power yep. socket. Okay, yeah. so I'll give you I'll give you three options. Um, the the ring is without question the most popular. Um, video doorbell out there, okay? Uh, the new yep. version, the, the Ring Video Doorbell 3, is $369. Um, and you know what? It works just out of the box. It's it's really simple, great interface. You've got good Wi-Fi and good internet, I assume? Yeah. Yep. So, that I mean, that's the main thing. You do you do need a decent internet connection so that when you actually want to answer that call, um, that call can, can leave your house and go out via the internet to your phone. Um, the, the second option is the... Arlo audio doorbell. Now, uh, it does require a base station, so you're probably better off getting an Arlo audio doorbell at the same time as you get just one Arlo video camera. So you might end up spending oh, okay. a little bit more than than the ring, but you then end up with a, a, a security camera that you can put not directly at the front door, but kind of at the front of the house um, that detects oh, motion yeah. and does all those things and records. But then you just the doorbell. Here's why I love the Arlo audio doorbell. When someone rings the ring doorbell and you answer it, it needs to make a video call. It needs to send that video out of your house and to your phone. There's a lag. It takes a while to answer. Sometimes you answer and, frankly, the person's given up and they've left. They're that impatient. The audio doorbell, it's basically making a phone call because audio is so quick and easy. So I find the audio doorbell to be a slightly better solution um, than that, but it will cost you more because you don't have any Arlo cameras. The third solution is probably not valid, but it, the Arlo video doorbell is excellent, but it um, it requires hard wiring, so you need to get a Sparky to put a plug in the wall and stuff. So, mate, for simplicity, you're probably going to go the ring. Um, but if you want to think about uh, expanding that ecosystem, putting cameras around the house over the years ahead, I would I would err on the side of the Arlo personally. Okay. All right. Okay. Good luck, it's a Greg. Lot to think about. Yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> happy shopping, happy setting up. It's good fun gadgets, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm starting to get into it. It's it's um it's all good. good well, stuff. thanks for the info, Trevor. My pleasure, mate. Get in touch anytime. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Greg. Have a good day. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website eftm.com. Uh, don't forget to send me an email. Anything you want to talk about, um, especially just feedback about the show, most importantly. Uh, but also just what's happening. Have you have you have you, have you used binge? Have you signed up to the trial? Are you using Binge yet? Um, are you signed back on to KO because the footy's back on? AFL's back this weekend. How how are we going post-COVID? Where are we tracking in terms of getting back to, in inverted commas, normality? Um, I think it'd be great to know what is happening with you in your world. Helps me kind of shape what I'm thinking in terms of how I'm presenting content and ideas and, and stories to people. I've pretty much continued as normal because I felt like people wanted normality. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear from you at any time. All you got to do is jump on the website, eftm.com. Uh, if you've listened this far, thank you so much. Uh, please leave a rating or review at, um, at iTunes. It's greatly appreciated. And to all the people who have, 
Thank you so much. Um, what's the date today? Let me check here. Let me check here. Let me check here. Um, so from the second, oh, there's been a few reviews this week. Thank you. CW15-1505. Enjoying back to the old Your Tech Life format. Excellent interview with MBN. Thank you, mate. Andy says great information. Trevor is very relatable and conveys his knowledge. Thank you, Slade. Love the new format. Been listening to you for Perth for a long time. Keep it up. Uh, Drenzo. Uh, podcast is great if you're trying to keep up to date with tech and cars. Trevor's actually easy to listen to. And I haven't had to turn off the EFTM podcast yet. Oh, thank you. Uh, and, um, yeah, appreciate your uh, your feedback. It's always lovely to read those things because I've got a massive ego. Um, so it fills me with great confidence. <laughs> Anything uh, you want to say, just jump on the email. Uh, uh, notyourtechlife.com. EFTM.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We're back next time on the EFTM podcast. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM.